Welcome in, everybody, to Big Ten Football and Beyond. This is Wednesday, March 11th. I am Chris Landry, and we're going to break down the world of college football for you, recap the week that was in the Big Ten, what's going on. A lot to get to today. A couple of interesting stories, Michigan State, Nebraska, some transfer news, some recruiting news, some coaching news, spring practice nuggets, recruiting nuggets, NFL draft nuggets. Got a lot um, to get to today. Reminder of a couple of things. You can get a lot more detail over at LandryFootball.com of everything that we're doing, all the latest news and notes, uh, all the latest uh, latest evaluations of players, um, what we get in our notebooks, what we get in our draft boards and our recruiting boards and our scouting reports, we got it all for you. So it is a lot more than we can get to on a daily uh, basis here on this podcast. Uh, You can get, how do you get to it? Very simple. Go to LandryFootball.com. Check out the background and where we've been, what we've done, what my background is, and what we do for you. It tells all about what we do, and uh, we've got a scouting season offer that's, quite frankly, the best one we've ever had. We think it's uh, beyond fair. It may, if anything, be a little bit unfair to us when you consider the type of information that you're getting. And I know a lot of people will say, well, wait a minute, there's a lot of free stuff on the Internet. Why do I want to pay? And maybe you don't. Uh, If you're really not that much into football, it's probably not for you. It's a lot of detail. It's a different level. Uh, with all due respect to the folks that put out um, stuff on websites and talk on TV and radio, their background is not what we provide for you. They've not run drafts. They've not been coaches at the NFL level. So they really don't know. They just provide a, what they hear and there and throw stuff against the wall we give you the real skinny on what's going on. Inside information, inside analysis, and we take the role that I have as a scouting and consult- coaching consultant to NFL teams and college programs and use that insight to your benefit, providing as much as we can to that information to you. So listen, check it out. It's less than $5 a month if you take advantage of our scouting season offer, which basically takes uh, one year. Uh, calendar year membership. So it's not just the remainder of this season or off season all the way through next year at this time, calendar year. So check it out today. Um, listen to this podcast, flip on over, listen to our pro football podcast as well. And you can do that by signing up for Landry football's conference call. That's the best way to do it. It'll get the pro football podcast five days a week, the college podcast five days a week. You know how that works now. So we've got that for you. And it's all brought to you by our good friends at 401k Generation. Eddie Rojas and his crew are the experts in financial planning, money management, investments. It's a rough time in that market. He is the type that can answer your questions. He understands it's not a time to panic. It's a time to understand. We panic because we don't know how to deal with, we don't understand what's going on. He can explain it. Uh, he can put your, calm your fears, and kind of put you on the right path if you're not on the right path. Can certainly confirm that you're on the right path if you are. Maybe you've got a financial planner. It's okay. Get a second opinion. 
if you get a medical checkup, which you should, you should get a financial checkup. Always important to, to make sure that you're on target, on track for your financial goals. The best part, they're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you regardless of where you're listening to this podcast in the continental United States. So give them a call or give them a text. Tell them that we sent you 1-866-998-5879. And if you're interested in becoming part of this podcast, we'd love to have you. Send me a message. Go to contact Chris on LandryFootball.com. Send me a message, and we'll get TJ um, in touch with you and see how we can grow your business, see how we can grow your brand. That's what we're here for. And we appreciate you helping us grow our brand, uh, tell people about what we do. You can follow me on Twitter, at LandryFootball. Uh, and we have, guys, we've, we've got um, guys that check it. So uh, I am, while I'm working and in meetings and doing film work, I'm not monitoring social media all the time. Uh, uh, but I, I am through others so that we'll get your questions answered. Um, and certainly if you got a question, you could uh, send it to me at contact Chris on LandryFootball.com, and we'll get that address. So let's get to it, shall we? It's going to get ugly, at least in terms of publicity, as we get deeper into this lawsuit. And I'm speaking of the Michigan State situation with former Michigan State staffer Curtis Blackwell, alleging that then head coach Mark D'Antonio ordered a secret taping of an opponent's practice a couple of years ago. Blackwell filed a lawsuit against Michigan State alleging that racial, racial discrimination played a role in his firing in 2017 uh, with D'Antonio, former AD Mark Hollis, and former school president Luana K. Simon, also named as defendants. The former Staffer alleged that D'Antonio arranged for an opponent's practice to be filmed illegally ahead of a Michigan State road game, which would be a violation of NCAA rules. Blackwell also alleged that D'Antonio contacted opposing players in an attempt to get them to transfer to Michigan State. That is, I can tell you, (laughs) is going to be a pretty common practice, although frowned upon, going to happen a lot. With the NCAA not having subpoena power, cases like this can open the door for the governing body to begin an investigation as it would have information that would be difficult to obtain otherwise. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes, if it goes anywhere, how far it goes. The NCAA is just, it's a kangaroo court. They can't, without subpoena power, do a whole lot with this. Um, A sign of the times, and Let's credit Nebraska for maybe being ahead of the game in this regard, at least in announcing it. I'm sure others are in the process of doing similar uh, methods behind the scenes. But Nebraska has announced the launch of a student-athlete brand-building program. So they're now the first to publicly implement such a program in the wake of the NCAA decision to compensate student-athletes in the upcoming years. So the stated goal of the program is to help athletes enhance their brand as best possible. And we don't know what the NIL legislation, how it's going to play out. But 
is going to be something that I think you're going to see others put into because branding of the athlete, be it for financial gains if the NIL goes one direction or beyond um, college branding, it helps you both ways. Uh, We mentioned this uh, yesterday. Or was it Monday? I forget. But we want to remind you in case you weren't listening. And this is why you need to listen to this show five days a week, at least at the top. Even if you're a fan of a certain conference, you're going to get information first, early, and in-depth around the country before we get into the conference portion of it. But uh, Indiana, former Indiana redshirt senior quarterback Peyton Ramsey transferred to Northwestern. Conference within conference transfers are always intriguing, aren't they? Um, Ramsey started the better part of three years. You know, it's interesting how this plays out, and this is the trend. Michael Penix beats him out. What if he gets injured? What if he struggles? The whole stick it out and compete just doesn't exist anymore. He's off to Indiana. He's probably going to have to compete there. Maybe a better chance of winning the job. We'll see. Uh, But he made the decision to transfer about six weeks ago. And... You know, it was the worst-looking passing offense. Well, quite frankly, one of the worst in the country. So I think he's got a great chance to help Northwestern. And this is listen, this is what's going to happen. It's going to happen more and more, like it or not. Some other transfer news. Wisconsin redshirt senior linebacker Kristen Bell has transferred to Illinois as a graduate. 6'4", 249, three-star linebacker in the 15 class. Originally enrolled at Alabama, buried on the depth chart. Took a gray shirt in 16, um, and he's moved on. He will uh, compete for a um, more significant role at uh, Illinois. Uh, Michigan State, former Michigan State redshirt sophomore tackle Dimitri Douglas is transferred to Eastern Michigan. He entered the portal in December, 6'4", 282, three-star signing for Michigan State, looking to uh, obviously transfer down to get more playing opportunity. Former Maryland redshirt junior guard um, Breon Gaddis transferred to Alabama State, didn't play at all in 19, made the switch from defensive line to the offensive front. He's 6'3", 348. Four-star recruit for Maryland, but never really lived up to it. Can play right away for an FCS program, and that's what he's going to do at Alabama State. Former Minnesota redshirt sophomore wide receiver Harry Van Dyne is transferred to Indiana State. Van Dyne is 6'5", 205. Made just one catch in his two years. 39-yarder against Maryland in that game against Maryland in 19. He'll look for more playing time. Uh, should get it at Indiana State. He'll be able to um, play in 2020 since, again, he's going to the FBS, uh, F, <clears throat> excuse me, FCS level. Uh, Purdue redshirt sophomore wide receiver Jordan Bonner. He's transferred from Purdue to Elon College. He entered the transfer portal in December. Uh, not logged a catch in two years at the program. He'll three years of eligibility at Elon. Can play immediately. Again, same reason, uh, F, below FBS level. 6-2-200, three-star commitment. Should see playing times. It's important to know that we're going to see a revival more and more of these smaller colleges 
in terms of pro prospects because as these guys kind of move on, there may, there may be three-star, sometimes four-star guys, occasionally a five-star guy that just doesn't settle in, just doesn't work out. He moves on and maybe on again and again. And the next thing you know, he's, you know, competing at a smaller school. He's at Elon. He's at Indiana State. He's at some place that, you know, maybe if he gets his head on right and he's healthy, all of a sudden he's the prospect that we thought coming out of high school. All of a sudden he's a prospect for the NFL draft at a smaller school. We're going to see more and more of that. Indiana sophomore running back Samson James has withdrawn his name from the transfer portal. Uh, huge relief for Tom Allen. Uh, he gets um, – He's the heir apparent, I think, to current starter Stevie Scott. James is 6'1", 211, played in all 13 games as a true freshman last year. Um, Four-star prospect coming out of high school. Uh, 10th best running back and 181st overall. Big-time prospect. You get him on campus. I got to tell you, you're the whole thing about when you got to de-recruit guys when they come to campus – we used to always say that you, you blow smoke up their their way in recruiting, and you got to de-recruit them. Now it's just you're gonna have to recruit them your entire career in college for fear that they're gonna pick up and leave. You know, this is a great recruiting job by Tom Allen and his staff to get this kid Samson James in, and, and just like that, poof, you know you was flirting with leaving and you got to wonder if that's still possibly in his head if things don't go his way I tell you it's it's a it's a different world no question about it some coaching news before we get into some spring practice and Cincinnati has hired former New Mexico cornerbacks coach Perry Alano to serve in the same capacity he also handled special teams uh duties for at New Mexico spent the previous two years um there, prior to New Mexico, he coached corners at Bowling Green from in 16 and 17. And last season, the defense forced 24 turnovers, 15 forced fumbles. Um, so he's somebody that, that Luke Fickle is exciting to add to his staff. We keep talking about how good we think potentially this Cincinnati team might be this year. Wisconsin hired uh, – this is a few days old now. This is since we talked last Wednesday – but they've hired former Green Bay Packer receiver coach Alvis Wittett to serve in the same capacity with the Badgers. He had a one-year stint with the Packers. Spent the previous seven seasons working on the staff at Colorado State at Wisconsin. Um, he slides in to replace Ted Gilmore, who earlier this winter offseason left to join Mel Tucker's staff at Michigan State as tight ends coach. Spring practice. Spring is in the air. A little bit cold in the Big Ten part of the world still, but still, but spring practice. Some news and notes. Wisconsin redshirt junior safety Scott Nelson is going to miss spring, unfortunately. The safeties, 6'2", 204, suffered the left leg injury in the season opener against South Florida and missed the remainder of the season. So they're planning cautious. Former three-star recruit, played nine games last year. Um... Redshirt senior wide receiver Jack Dunn, also with a leg, is not participating in spring practice. The 5'7", 175-pounder, had the leg injury and a shutdown. It's expected to be ready for the season opener. Diminutive 
slot receiver, playmaker, um, will open up some practice opportunities. I know for A.J. Abbott, um, Todd uh, Mishapapa, and uh, Stephen Bracey. Um, looking at the running back situation, Wisconsin redshirt sophomore running back, Nikhil Watson is likely going to have the first cracks at the opening starting position there. He's 5'11", 229, rushed for 330 yards last year, half touchdowns on 74 carries. He backed up Jonathan Taylor last year. While the sophomore redshirt sophomore is in line for an increased workload, um, there's going to be a few other guys that are going to be in the mix. Garrett uh, Groshek, Isaac Garendo, Julius Davis, Jalen Berger are the other guys. Berger, who signed with Wisconsin, as a top 150 prospect earlier this winter is really intriguing. How many carries will he see right off the bat? That's not their normal way that they go about doing things. But And Berger's not enrolling early. So um, he's not really involved in this conversation in the spring, but I bring him up for potential fall observation. Over at Nebraska, redshirt junior tight end Austin Allen has been limited in spring due to an undisclosed injury. 6'8", 250. Um, breakout candidate, I think. Um, he appeared in all 12 games last year, started just five, finished the season with seven catches, 83 yards, down to just two tight ends in spring practice and uh, in Lincoln. As Jack Stahl has also been limited due to an injury. Uh, more reps for Travis um, Volek and uh, Kurt Raftel. Um, so we'll see. Um, by the way, redshirt freshman quarterback Luke McCaffrey is working uh, strictly at quarterback, 6'2", 200, competing for the starting job. Uh, Adrian Martinez is the incumbent. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if the um, – see how this plays out uh, with the um, – whether he can make any inroads or not. Certainly, you know, you want the competition, but, you know, you're, you're, the quarterback position is so important at every level. At your backup quarterback, I mean, it's one snap away from being your starting quarterback is so important. Um, remember, it was Scott Frost, though, that didn't want Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, obviously he of the likely number one pick in this year's draft, wanted to go to Nebraska to high school, you know, Mr. Ohio, wanted to go to Nebraska because that's where his dad and his brother went to college. Then he wanted to transfer. He wanted to transfer to Nebraska. Nebraska turned him down twice. Scott Frost most recently turned him down, saying he's not as good as the quarterbacks we have on campus. Methinks Scott want to rethink that. Ohio State offense coordinator Kevin Wilson mentioned, and we talked about Master Teague going out first day of practice in the spring. Uh, he's been ruled out. You know that rest of the spring. But they're optimistic that he is going to be ready for the start of I can't practice. Some recruiting news. Uncommitted four-star running back Evan Pryor is going to take an official visit to Ohio State on March 17th. So that's uh, next week. We'll give you an update on how that's going. Um, He is looking to commit April 5th, so. A little something we can look forward to. Really good looking back. Oklahoma, USC, Penn State's also in it. North Carolina's in it. Georgia, all in it. Um, 
North Carolina. North Carolina's had an unbelievable week. If you had a chance to listen to ACC football and beyond yesterday, what a week North Carolina's had. The Definitely the winner of this past week in recruiting. They're making a real push here. Um, uh, Pryor hails from Charlotte. So he's a uh, a top 80, uh, top 80, 85 overall prospect in the 2021 class. Uh, uncommitted four-star running back, Donovan Edwards, has taken his unofficial visit to Michigan State this Sunday, 5'11", 190. Um, took out, checked out Ohio State on Friday. Now he's going to Michigan State. He's a um, a really good player, a top 50 prospect in the 2021 class. So we'll see if um, Mel Tucker can make some inroads and uh, see if he has a good visit as a – Looking at a lot of big boys, is he uncommitted five-star running back? Travion Henderson took an official visit to Virginia Tech this past week, but he also, uh, the 5'11", 195-pounder, uh, makes his home in Blackwell, Virginia, is got Ohio State on his list, Georgia, Texas, LSU, or the others. A um, little bit of a Sony Michelle-type player. We'll see. Uh, if the Buckeyes uh, and uh, how they match up against those other schools in his recruitment. And an uncommitted four-star defensive tackle, uh, Victory Vaca, defensive tackle, um, 6'3", 305. He's going to head out, take a visit to Oregon, Florida, and Gainesville in April. He's going to go to Michigan in June. Um, he's from Westlake Village, California. No Michigan's had some success recruiting California in the past. Florida State, Utah, LSU also in the mix as well. Top 150 player in this class. Big boy, as I uh, illustrated there. And then uh, finally, four-star in the 2022 class. Four-star receiver C.J. Williams is looking at a lot of programs. Top 10 are Texas, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Stanford, Alabama, and... Ohio State, Michigan, 6'2", 175. Um, would like to commit prior to his senior year, so still a long ways to go in his recruitment. But Santa Ana, California native, is one of the top 50 prospects in the 2022 class. Some film room nuggets on draft prospects inside the league. Josiah Scott, Michigan State cornerback. Talked a little bit about his scouting combine, how athletic he was. Uh, but there's some concerns with the major knee injury, and that certainly could affect him, particularly defending the run, holding up. So we'll keep you up to date on that. And want to remind you that we've got our free agent boards and our free agent scouting reports up on LandryFootball.com. Next up is the recruiting boards and the scouting reports, so you want to make sure that you don't miss any of that. So it's why we say get on board with LandryFootball.com today. Illinois defensive end, Owali Baduka. Had, um, we talked about his 40 at 4.62 uh, at his pro day. Um, wasn't invited to the combine. 6'3", 249. Um, 4.26 in the short shuttle. 7.33 in the three cone. It's a day three selection, and I think he's an outside backer more than a defensive end. Michigan. Hybrid safety linebacker Kaliki Hudson, 5'11", 224, is a safety 
who converted to linebacker. Moves well. He's going to get engulfed at linebacker. Uh, he doesn't have the cover skills to play deep in safety. Like his toughness, like his awareness, I see him as a sub-package situational player that I think can perform well on some special teams, but not all that well in space, quite frankly. Um, I just think he's got some real limitations, which is why he's a marginal prospect. Brad Hopkins' boy, Bryson Hopkins, is no doubt an H-back, Y-flex, big slot type guy. I'm not crazy about his ability to catch out of frame. He's adequate there. Uh, I think he's a backup player at the next level, not a starter. You know, his dad, Brad, who I drafted out of Illinois, his dad, Brad, was a tight end going to Illinois, and he grew into a tackle. Bryson is not quite that big, not really even the ideal size for a tight end, not an inline guy, more of an H-back space player. Michigan Lambert Hall plays with it a very impressive style. Speed to recover if he loses a step at some point. He's fantastic at playing the ball in the air, despite his size. I see him starting out in the slot, possibly of moving outside as he improves his strength. K.J. Hill of Ohio State, we've talked about him a little bit. Steady, reliable receiver. But you know what? He's a number four receiver at the next level. He's an advanced route runner. He's a consistent hand catcher. He's a 4'6 guy. Doesn't separate. And he's going to have a hard time making as many plays at the next level. Benjamin Victor, his teammate, is a better athlete than pass catcher. Um, he's a better athlete than football player at this time. He's 6'4", 198. Doesn't run all that well, but he, but he plays faster because he covers a lot of ground with his stride. Malik Harrison, the Buckeye linebacker, boy, has the size, strength, and athleticism to be a really good pursuit linebacker. And I, I like his toughness to fill inside, but um, I don't like his instincts. I think he has a chance to develop. Um, he's worth trying to develop, but the light hadn't come on with him in terms of his block awareness. I've talked about how I think maybe one of the more underrated players in the country, but certainly for the Buckeyes this year, the most underrated guy is the defensive tackle, Devon Hamilton. 6'4", 320. He had a good workout at the Combine. Strong as an ox, ran 5'1", 4". Um, you know, he he's nifty as a pass rusher, but he's nothing special there. He's just a strong space eater that can give you a little something. I think he'd be great value third, fourth round. We've talked quite a bit about Dayton's tight end, Adam Troutman. He's going to need to improve as a blocker. Um, most people see him as an inline tight end. He's 6'5", 255, that plays smaller. It's good hands, good size. Um, because of that size, people see him as an inline guy. But he's really got to improve his strength, his use of hands, his upper body strength has got to improve. Look, he's got a background as a basketball player, and he's got good feet. He's got to do better at the point of attack as an inline guy. Cincinnati running back Michael Warren, so productive for the Bearcats. Um, ran for 1,200-plus yards, 14 touchdowns. Um, 
I don't like his quickness, his change of direction. Didn't run at the combine, but he's got he's got some ability, no doubt, but not not elite ability. Um, you know, been asked a lot about Jonathan Taylor and how much tread does he have on his tire. A, a lot. He's run the football a lot. They always do with their feature backs at Wisconsin. But, you know, the guy stayed healthy, and I still think he's really good second-round value. I'm having a little problem knowing what to do with K.J. Hamler of Penn State. He's 5'9", 178. Um, he is so quick. He's great with the ball in his hands. But he's more of a role player, not a real good route runner, doesn't really understand coverages. He's got a long way to go. I mean, you, you look at some of the things, and, yeah, he, can, he looks a little bit Tyreek Hill-ish, just not as good a uh, ball awareness, route running. That'll determine whether he's just a gadget player that never quite gets it or somebody that can be special. So that's interesting. And his teammate, Etier Gross-Mattis, is a, definitely a, a day one selection. I think underrated. I like Gross-Mattis' quickness, his burst out of his stance. He's got to develop his pass rush moves, use his hands a little more proficiently, plenty athletic. He needs to, needs to improve his play strength, and I think he can do that. And then finally, um, we talked, gosh, all last spring and into the summer about the status of Nebraska junior running back Maurice Washington. Well, he was sentenced to 30 days in jail and two years probation after pleading no contests to the charges stemming from that revenge porn situation. Uh, he's been enrolled in the case for over a year now. Uh, he's accused of sending sexually explicit video to a former girlfriend, age 15, in the video in question. Um, you know, so it, it, it's maybe some finality to his situation and um, young men's... Uh, don't know him, obviously. Difficult situation, ugly situation, uh, certainly in terms of his football career for what we do. Uh, don't know that I see that resurrecting at any point, but we shall see. Hey, a reminder, flip it on over to the Pro Football Show to get all the latest going-ons in the NFL. We've got that for you. Uh, also have... Um, more college football for you tomorrow as we get into Big 12 football and beyond. We'll attack everything from the college football scene nationally at the top and then get into recapping the Big 12 action. Check out LandryFootball.com. Folks, I'm not kidding. All the great uh, information inside the notebook, but all the draft, all the free agency information, all the recruiting information, all the analysis of your favorite college players as draft prospects, got it all for you. One-stop shopping football at LandryFootball.com. Don't miss it. It's a great time of year to be involved with us. Um, get our scouting season offer, uh, the best one we've ever had. And check out the great folks at 401k Generation. Give them a call. Give them a text. Tell them that we sent you uh, at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. So check them out today uh, and tell them that we sent you. And thank them for bringing this podcast to you because they're responsible for it. Speaking of getting this podcast, you can get this podcast, you can get the Pro Football Podcast by going 
to wherever you sign up for your podcast and signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Uh, send us a question if you got it over at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris. If you're also interested in uh, us branding you in your business over at uh, LandryFootball.com or here on this podcast, again, send us a message at Contact Chris, and we'll be in touch with you. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Join us again tomorrow for the latest in college football, and uh, join us over on the Pro Football Show. I'm Chris Landry. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>